Welcome to the unspoken truths of digital leadership, living the leadership values. Our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the values, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. Discover how they lead more effectively, how they make decisions, how they live their leadership values, and how they deal with the consequences that happen because of the decisions that they make. I am John Opoon, I will be your host of the show. Please note that there may be explicit language used during the interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome to another episode of the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership, Living the Leadership Values. Our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the dark side of the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. And today, I have a very special guest with me. He is a digital marketing consultant, and he is Jason Hewlett. Welcome, Jason. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. No, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think we I think we uh, broke up there a little bit, but yeah, that's no, good. It's <laughs> all right. Technical issues. So, Jason, for those that don't know who you are and what you do, could you just tell us about a little bit how you got involved in digital marketing and that realm of this world? Okay, yeah, that's a long story. So, um, the the potted history. So, I was a analyst for the Woolwich Building Society, as was uh, now part of Barclays, um, and was asked to look at this thing called the internet back in probably ninety six, ninety seven. Um, what is it? It's just you know, can we use it? Is it going to go anywhere? All that kind of stuff. So, they sent me on a course to learn um, HTML. Um, which is the, the language that powers websites, for those who don't know. Um, and, and basically from there, I saw this amazing opportunity um, to, to, to build websites for people. So I started a small agency, um, which was just me, um, back in 96, you know, 97. Um, and then as a side of that, part of the thing we started to do is recommending other people's products. So if you wanted a website, You'd need hosting, you'd need a template, you'd need all this stuff. Um, so we used to recommend people um, or clients go to other companies and we got paid commission. And it was like, mm, yeah, I like this. This is kind of cool because I don't have to create a product. I don't have to own the product, but I can still earn money from the product. So um, that sort of started that journey um, with affiliate marketing, referral marketing. Um, and then in 2003, um, set up Speedy the digital agency that we currently run. Um, so we've been doing that for year 18 now. Um, since some interesting developments, seen lots of stuff, you know, we started doing SEO before Google was around. We started doing, you know, marketing before Facebook and Twitter and all this social media stuff was around. Um, so it's kind of interesting um, when you see all these people now saying how, how everything's new um, and, and it's not. It's the same same old stuff. So um, yeah, I suppose I suppose that that's me. Um, at the moment, we are pushing or promoting or I'm focusing on the affiliate referral marketing stuff because it's really good for small business, um, both in terms of promoting your own products but also promoting other people's earning an income because um, everyone's trying to get squeeze as much money out of their traffic and their their client base as they can. Um, in, in an ethical way, not in a bad way. Um, so we're helping them with that. And then the agency just 
um, does what the agency does. So we do SEO, pay-per-click, um, affiliates, referrals, introducers, the whole raft of stuff, really. So, um, yeah, we, we, we cover, uh, I think somebody called me last night, a full-stack marketer. The only thing I know as a full stack is either pancakes or burgers. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but yeah. I recently read up about the, the full stack marketer as well. Yeah, I've got to. So send me a link because I have got no clue. I, I didn't know if he was insulting me or not. Knowing, knowing who it was, I think he was being, he was being um, kind. Um, but yeah, it was like, a, oh no, it was another, another term for something. It's like, oh, there we go. Yeah, the full stack marketing is like, um, again, another buzzword, isn't it? But... Uh, forward stack marketer, someone that does all the SEO, the paid ads, and basically a strategist for all digital strategies, uh, whether it's videography, uh, vi- photos, graphics, SEO, uh, paid ads, websites, okay. like the whole full shebang. And that's a full stack marketer because nowadays you have full stack developers, right? So there's a full stack marketer. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll never be a full stack developer. <laughs> so I was like, when I when I saw this article, I, I immediately sent it to across to a few people. I was like, oh, so this is what we could associate ourselves with because we never know what to call ourselves. Yeah, because everyone says, oh, you're you're just a jack of all trades. I was like, yeah, that's true, but it's better than none. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so. Yeah, and it's not just to be honest. I think it's it's more than that. It's actually tying the trades together. So it's not just about that you can do 80% of something that an expert can do in their one field. It's the fact that you can do 80% across the board and then you have this layer on top that ties it all together. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's knowing how it all ties together, right? Like how it all works within each other's realm because most what I've found anyway was a lot of specialists who niche in one area Yes, they're great at that one area, but when it ties into another system or another area that's not theirs, they don't know how it works. No, and they don't know the impact of it either. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of a strange thing. So yeah, it's um, interesting. Sorry, I'm having a drink brought to me. Cool, oh yeah, they were very nice. Oh, look at that. <laughs> got coffee. Thank you very much. Sorry, I've got my tea too. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got coffee. So yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I guess for a lot of people, that but that hard. Yeah, even even calling yourself a full stack is kind of hard to to enunciate with people. Enunciate, Corblan. That's a big word for the day. Um, you know, it's hard to tell people what that means and what that is because yeah, you see these people. You know, we we talk used to talk about it quite a lot. You know, these guys that used to just say, "Oh, we get all." You know, ninety percent of our marketing comes from ads, Google ads. And you just think, yeah, you don't own your business, Google does. You're going to wake up tomorrow and it's all going to go horribly wrong. So you need to diversify. But then you then need to speak to people that then know the impact of diversifying on the stuff that you already do. Because we see it all the time. These people that run in – SEO is the worst one. So people talk about silos. But people just think of these, these, these massive things that just sat side by side. They don't think they actually need to be connected. You know, things need to flow from one to the other. You know, with your with your Google ads, why aren't you, you know, capturing email? With your, then you send them into email marketing newsletter. Your email marketing newsletter then sends them to the blog, or it sends them to your social media to connect with you. And then why aren't you sharing your video? And all this stuff, which for you and me, this is this is like nerd porn. You know, we love this stuff, but yeah, come. The problem is a lot of these experts and specialists 
so I just did air quotes for this being on a, on a podcast, um, you know, they don't see it because they're too blinkered in their own, in their own way. So hmm. yeah, kind of interesting. So. And for those that don't understand the whole digital marketing realm, why is it important for them to understand more about affiliates? Like how could they get involved in referrals and promotions? And we see this a lot in big organizations, right? They partner up with, other organizations offering you know, other promotions and other you know, partnerships. Yeah, so there's a couple of, well, we could just talk about that all day. So the, the big things are, um, it's another route to market. Um, it's a quick route to market because potentially that one conversation, that one relationship could lead to many multiples of sales. So to give you an idea, if you were selling sausages, um, and you sold them at a local market, you're going to make you're going to have to generate sales for every single sausage you sell, or every single pack of sausages you sell. If I go to Tesco's, or Sainsbury's, or Asda's, or you know all supermarkets are available, take your pick. You could have a relationship with a buyer that then could sell you a million sausages. That's an affiliate relationship at a higher level so so we have sort of affiliates partners jvs joint ventures all this kind of stuff it's all the same thing basically it's you giving making your product available or remunerating somebody for a sale so the beauty for a small business is that you can have a relationship of maybe 10 15 referral or affiliate partners and i'm going to use them interchangeably um and that those people could drive you thousands of pounds worth of sales. We've run programs for people where they've had two or three affiliates and they've, they've generated a million pounds worth of income. That's not a million pounds worth of profit. That's a million pounds worth of income. So the beauty is for the small business, you may be good at direct selling. You may be good at email. You may be good at pay-per-click. You may be good. This comes back to our specialist. He may be good at one thing. An affiliate could be a specialist in one thing as well, but you as a small business need to scale and you can't afford to pay for his expertise. So you remunerate him on a cost per sale. So then all of a sudden you've got this group of people. So you could have one that does social media, you could have one that does pay-per-click, you could have one that does display ads, you could have one that does social, whatever. You've got five affiliates in effect, all specialized in their own areas, driving you traffic and you're only paying them on a cost per sale basis. So you're reducing your risk, low overhead, and you're only paying them when you get paid by the customer. So it, it's, a, it's a massive no-brainer. The other thing that I love about affiliates and referrals is I hate selling. I absolutely hate selling with a vengeance. So I don't sell. I just make relationships with people. So I just have a relationship. So I say to you, Jono, your audience, Jono, right up my street, why don't we offer them something, consultancy package or uh, a day rate or whatever it may be? I'll pay you 25% commission and you just offer it out to your audience. I win, you win, the audience wins. So it's a win, win, win. There's very few spaces left where everyone wins. The problem with affiliate marketing is, is the way it's been sold and packaged in the past. If you go to Google and you look at it, it's not nice. 
Mm. It's not pretty at all. Um, and I'm not going to name names, but it's it's scammy. There's you know there's some big networks associated with with the space, especially in the US, which is giving it a bad name. Um, which is why lots of people are trying to call it other things now. So so for example, in the US, they're trying to call it performance marketing um, because you're paying per performance, so you're paying on a sale basis. Um, they don't like the word affiliate anymore um, because it's been dragged through the mud. For a small business, and again, that small business, you don't need a million affiliates. You don't need a thousand affiliates. You, don't, you could have 10. You could actually, and this was the thing that always blew my mind when we used to do, um, we used to do face-to-face networking. Um, and you used to do, um, yeah, sort of BNI, 4N, that kind of stuff. And you used to go there and you used to come away and think, well, what was the point in that? So we then used to have conversations around, well, what if we set up a little referral network on our websites? So you have a whole bunch of people, I have a whole bunch of people, and then over time, we start cross promoting and things didn't didn't catch on but now we're starting to see it more and more we're talking to people every day um about the opportunity of you know just setting up referral schemes so yeah it's um people are seeing it seeing it's low cost low risk um and, and good for business hmm very good and for anyone who yeah are considering um yeah affiliates and marketing where where could they start like they've got so many different options in that do you have any examples yeah, for again, services yeah so, so it depends on the type of business so if you're an e-com business you're gonna have to use a platform so you have to use a piece of software so if you're running on woocommerce for example you're going to use something like affiliate wp if you're on shopify you're going to use um something like reversion or lead dyno, um, you know, there's that kind of thing. If you're bigger than that, where you want to go wider, you can join an affiliate network like AWIN or Share a Sale or, or one of those kind of things. For service-based businesses, so so a service or a product that's delivered either face-to-face or as a consultancy package, you're better off using some kind of lead generation referral system. Um, and that's what we use. So we use a... Um, a system, although we're not actually online. Hmm. So uh, we have a form system that affiliates can use, our referral partners, they send us a form, we speak to the client, and then we pay away a percentage of the invoice every month. For If it was just a day rate, we'd just pay them you know, 15% commission on, on everything and then just do it all on the invoice basis. So we're fairly manual when we do that, but we've only got four or five affiliate partners. I'm not looking to, to massively scale because it's my time um for this kind of stuff so it, it really depends i mean we're, we're i'm just in the final stages of um writing a five-day email course um on how service businesses can can basically use google analytics and google forms or type form or any form um to run their own referral program with up to probably 20 referral partners anything more than that and you're going to want to do something technical because it's quite manual um, but yeah, that's that, that's what I would probably look to suggest is keep it nice and easy, start small, and and and, and scale. Again, the problem for your audience is they're so diverse with different things. They're not just consultants or trainers. There's going to be some econ guys. There's going to be some brands. There's going to be you know sausage makers. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. So not all 
one size fits all. And that's why I wrote the book. Oh, segue into the book. Um, you know, the book covers all the different op options for running a program. And that program doesn't have to be one program. You could have multiple programs. So you could have a, you could run a network, you could have a small, uh, small referral base. So yeah, there's plenty of options. Most of them are low cost. I've dropped together. Uh, most of them are free. Um, you can use Google, like I say, Google Analytics, Google Forms to run a, a very basic program. Um, and I know some insurers that actually run on Google Analytics for their referral scheme. So it's easy to do. Just create, use the Google campaign URL builder build out some referral links for your different partners and then just track them in your analytics. If you've got conversion tracking in place, even better. If it's a form-based system like an inquiry or something, then you just capture those in email and it says, you know, referral partner come from, come from Jono. So I know that that referrals come from you. And then at the end of the month, if that converts to business, I can then just send you a check or sorry, send you some money. <laughs> Don't use checks in there, <laughs> awesome cool and if we were to dive deeper into how you got involved with um referral marketing or affiliate marketing was it something that you just enjoyed because you said um you hate selling <laughs> yeah yeah was there I'm another not, way of Yeah, I guess for me, I like being the middle man. I like connecting people. Mm. So it, it's almost, I, I like that idea of finding a solution for somebody and then introducing them to that solution. So I sit in the middle. A lot of people think that middlemen are a bad thing. Um, and I get that, you know, middlemen, uh, you know, you look at things like, I don't know, football agents and that kind of thing. Some of them are pretty you know so that, that sort of middleman's just sat there taking more money than, than the, the guy at either end or or even worse he's earning from both ends so you know we what we like to do or what i try and do is just introduce people to product providers and everything else and i enjoy that um and and I, we get remunerated for that it's not a core business right now but it's going to get that way so we're going we're going back that way to do more sort of referral based marketing um and it's easy because we've got no overhead in terms of I haven't got to buy stock, I haven't got a, I haven't got any shipping problems, I haven't got customer complaints, um, because we do, you know, I'm not just going to refer you to something because it pays me commission. I'm going to refer you to something because it does what it needs to do for you. And if I'm comfortable that it's going to do what you, I haven't got, I won't have any problems. I won't have any issues. You may have technical issues because you may have a technical problem with the product but that's what they're there to handle so you know and this can you can scale this massively you know you could work in when we first started sort of 2004 2005 we built a network of around 150 websites so we were we were doing affiliate marketing for all kinds of stuff lingerie dating wine telecoms um pet stuff massive amounts of stuff because um, you can scale and as long as you keep in your head that you're referring people to a product that you believe in or a service you believe in or a company you believe in, happy days for your boots. Um, and, it, and it works quite really, really well. Um, and it still does now. We're starting to see people coming back into the space um, that are generating, you know, five, six figures a month with, you know, just promoting affiliate products. But 
interesting niche affiliate products, not just the sort of horrible stuff that the people just seem to get exposed to, like, you know, the, the sort of Forex and the crypto stuff, which is nothing wrong with, but it, it needs to be to the right audience. And that's where these affiliate things fall over is because people put them in front of the wrong people. Yeah, I was going to say the next one would be um, for those that have the integrity or doesn't feel aligned with themselves when they're promoting other people's products. How important is it for them to promote the right products in front of the right audience that you're talking about? Yeah, well, to be honest, you, you find a lot of people that just think that their their community is free. There's no risk. There's no cost. So they'll just blast out any old thing. The problem is you're going to you're going to annoy people and you're going to lose your membership. You're going to lose people joining, you know, that you want to engage in your community. And there's a whole raft of stuff we can talk about in terms of how you how you generate revenue from that as it grows. But I think, you know, from from a, if you're the influencer at the top of the pile or the leader, let's, let's tie this back to leadership. If you're leading that that group on a journey then you need to put things in their way that help them go where they need to go. If you if you all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about digital marketing and you're saying, you know, you need to build a website, you need to have a blog, you need to do this, and then two weeks down the track, you're sending them crypto investment advice and courses, doesn't make sense. Why, why would you do that? And then all of a sudden, me as part of the per, one of the one of the followers is looking at you thinking, you know, it's just trying to fleece me. All he wants to do is just sell me products and he doesn't care what products he's selling me. And, we, and, and people laugh about this, but we see it. We see it all the time. I still see it now. So, you know, you need to, as the as the, the, the leader, in, in effect, is basically trawl for these products and services that help you deliver what you promise to your people. It's easy. Relevant, ethical marketing. That's all it is. People get bogged down too much. I think they overcomplicate things. And, you know, we've all got these massive funnels and systems and all this kind of stuff. And then they think, well, where do I put these products and services? And I need this and I need that. And it's a, you know, it's a big rush to get everything done. So they, they get all this, they just put all this rubbish all out all over the place. Whereas if you think about what you use in your day-to-day -day business, does all that have an affiliate program? Is that something that I would recommend to my audience? Because is that something I tell my audience to do? You look at a personal trainer, a personal trainer doesn't like selling. He hates it with a vengeance. And so I know that because I speak to loads of them. But then I say, yeah, but you refer products all the time. And they say, no, we don't refer anything. And you say, yes, you do. You know, you're telling people what protein to have, what, what supplements to take, what trainers to wear, what stuff they need to work out at home. I said, these people are going to buy this stuff anyway because you've told them to. So why don't you earn a commission from it? And that commission isn't costing your user any more money. And in fact, in some instances, it could actually save them money because you've negotiated a volume discount because of who you are perceived as by the brand. There's all kinds of stuff. A lot of this is, I think we've talked about this before, but it's a, there's a whole lot of mindset stuff in here which I didn't think there would be. I thought affiliate marketing would actually be just make sense to people because I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, but it doesn't. And you have to have this, this mental thing that people think, oh, I don't want to take advantage of my clients. And I say, well, actually, you're not. You're actually providing them with a service. And if you can monetize them 
and earn more money from them ethically, then you've got a bigger war chest to either grow your community or invest in more content and more resources to give your community. Why wouldn't you do that? So, you know, when you say it like that to people, and again, see what I've done? I haven't sold you anything. You've just sold yourself. Because now you're thinking, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some merit in what he's talking about. So maybe I need to, you know, look at it, follow up. The other thing, of course, is you could do is you could be totally um, charitable. So you could say, right, for 2021, I'm going to be promoting all these products and services that are useful to my audience and we're going to take it and every quarter I'm going to publish a blog post with all the revenue that we've generated and as a community we're going to donate that to charity and we're going to have this thing where we can all chip in and say which charity we're going to donate it to. You can do massive amounts of stuff with things, you know, Ed plants trees, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you could be looking at doing with this. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, you know, if you want a, a nice leather jacket with, you know, internet marketing guru embossed on it in 24 karat gold by all means go ahead for your boots but you know you can do good with it you know you can feed feed school meals or i don't know whatever you want it have to be about it's all about making money yes but what you do with that money is is up to you you know if you want your lambo go and get your lambo but people will mm. see through that quite quickly <laughs> well that's that's where it comes to what are you doing it for in the first place, right? Are you in the business just to get a Lambo, or are you in the you yeah. know, in the in the to give back to the community? Yeah, and that and leads to my own... with, with affiliate marketing, and that leads back to um, leadership as well. Like, why is it so? Why is it important for for the new digital leaders to understand? how they can make a difference with referral marketing. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's another way of, it. hopefully it aligns with their vision. That That's the the, the the thing with a leader is the leader has to have a vision and that leader then has to have techniques and strategies and tactics to, to do all the things he needs to do. This is just another string in that bow. If, if his strategy is to reach a million people next year, then he's either got to talk to a million people or he has to have a referral system where he has, let's keep the numbers really simple, he has five affiliates or referral partners that have access to 250,000 people each. Boom, job done. How, how he then reconciles that and pays for that or, or generates revenue from that, that's, that's, a different, that's a different story. But referral and affiliate marketing can help you scale much, much quicker by having a fewer number of relationships. You know, you look at Ray Kroc, Ray Kroc and McDonald's, he couldn't have built McDonald's the size he did without having referral, well, franchisees, without referral partners running things for him. He couldn't run with as many restaurants as they've got now. You, you just physically can't do it. So as a leader, if, you're, if your big goal and your big vision is to reach a million people next year, break it down into bite-sized chunks. If you can't do that yourself, who, who do you need to speak to? You know, do you need to go and try and find how you can have a referral partnership with Gary V, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, whoever, whoever it may be that can, that can reach your audience, gives you access to their audience 
they're going to want something for that. So you have a referral scheme and that's how you reward people. So, you know, it's got to be baked in. It's got to be thought through. Um, and then the other thing is, of course, is once you've reached that million people, what are you then going to give them? What are you going to offer them? And, and a lot of people at the moment get bogged down with, I've got to create the next product and the next product and the upsell and the cross sell and the downsell. And then they never get any of it done because they're too busy thinking about the next product. But for my mind, the next product doesn't have to be yours. Sell someone else's. If it's a good product, why? Why? why and I see this. 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 This really makes me laugh. We, we've got a partner. Um, he's not a partner. He's a client. And his his web design agency have built their own CMS. It's like really. So we've got WordPress. We've got Joomla. We've got Drupal. We've got Umbraco. We've got Ghost. We've got all these massive things, and you've built your own. Why? Why would you do that? Why not just go and learn how to use one of these ones fantastically well? So, but you see that as well. It's, it's this scarcity mindset where people think they have to control and own everything. You know, I don't want to send my clients to you because you won't come back. Well, that's crap. If I've sent you to somebody and they've delivered, they're going to remember you for sending them there. But but people, some people have this sort of, it comes back again, it's coming back to mindset have this real scarcity mindset, whereas leaders need to be more visionary and actually say, well, actually, yeah, I'm going to work with four or five people, 10 people, 50 people, however it is, to, to you know grow my audience, grow my revenue, because that revenue is going to help me do more stuff. Once you start doing that stuff, donate to charity, whatever, guess what happens? All this stuff about the flow of money and everything else starts to happen. And then you start getting more traffic because then more people get attracted to that. And then you start growing the audience even further. But these people that just sit in their little walled gardens, it's kind of hard for them because they haven't got the right, they haven't got the right mindset. And again, mindset was not the thing I thought I'd ever be talking about with when it came to referral or digital marketing. Not at all. But there's a massive thing about being, um, especially um, letting go of, I think it's like they need to be in control of everything. Like, like I said, um, creating all new services, new products to deliver things for their for their clients. Yeah, which they what don't. They, yeah, and what they are missing is is the partnership. The I think a key thing is is partnerships. Like even in you know in entrepreneurship and business, I think it's key to have partnerships and and you know people you can rely on if you if you are overfilled in your diary you know refer it to someone else that that can help you deliver something for your client yeah i mean we have this you, you see these people that have these sort of um digital rolodexes and they have these you know you, it's, it's a network and, and you can have those and you can run those as you know referral programs so you can still monetize them you know what say you work you could only work with 10 people a month what if your marketing was so good you were driving 100 people a month? What are you going to do with the other 90 people? Oh, well, they'll, you know, I'll create a waiting list and they'll wait. <laughs> yeah, they probably will the first month, but they won't in month five when all of a sudden now you've got 600 people waiting. And how are you going to get to them? That's like four years down the line. Isn't going to work. And this is the problem. Most people then, then they'll just say, well, if they're not, going to work with me they won't i won't find i can't find anyone to recommend them to 
And that's just disingenuous because you're going to have all these people that are looking force you to promote or refer them to somebody. If you can't help, who can you send them to? Because that's what people want at the end of the day. They want, you know, that's what leadership is, leading, guiding, pointing, referring. Because people want to outsource the decision. That's all it is. So, you know, if you come to me and you say, right, Jason, I want an affiliate program and I want this and I want that and I want the other, I might not be able to help you. But I'm not just going to leave you and go, oh, soz, can't help you. You're on your own. I'll find the right person. It might be a network. It might be a solution provider. It might be you need something bespoke. That's what leadership is for me, is pointing people in the right direction. It's not signposting them and being consistent. And what do you find large corporations or, or businesses are struggling with in terms of that concept? Because it seems like it's still a big problem in big organizations or large organizations. Yeah, the problem is is that they don't. There's still a lack of understanding around the affiliate and referral space, and a lack of resource. What you tend to find is big companies will either outsource to an agency. That agency will have you know, 50, 60 clients on the books in different industries, different spaces. So they don't understand the nuances of that client's industry. We see that quite a lot. We also see a revolving door policy at the bottom end. So account managers come in and go because they're at the bottom. So they're not, they're not perceived as important, which actually your account manager is probably the most important person in the company <laughs> for me, because without them, you're not going to grow this business. It, it, you know, it's about relationships. So your relationship manager is the guy that you really need to be um, working on. But we see that. I see a few people in, in a similar kind of space to me, but they do it in different industries. And that's what they're talking about. They're trying to teach, you know, skills into companies that are running their own programs. And that's even at a massive scale. You know, even at some of these massive companies we see at the moment, their referral and their partnership marketing is just rubbish they don't see it as important it's just another marketing strategy so we don't you know it's it goes into the big mixing pot but we don't focus on it we don't give it enough resource um, and that's what we see at the big end you know you're always chasing for stats where's the commissions oh you've just cancelled all these because you think that they've been deduping or there's something going on or there's all kinds of stuff um, so you see all this stuff all the time um, so, yeah, I think at the big end, there's a training problem. At the lower end, it's a mindset that they're not, they don't think they're big enough. They think it's too technical. They overcomplicate it and they haven't got time. But guess what? We've all got the same amount of time. You can put a system in place. What would you rather do? Chase, chase for 10, client, 10 clients or work with five referral partners that each send you 10 clients? Easy peasy, isn't it? Really, I know what I'd rather do. <laughs> it just seems um, bizarre. Well, it doesn't seem bizarre, but I think it's a lack of understanding and a lack of education in in that area. And like you said, the the mindset issue that they feel this this that scarcity of you know trying to be everything for everyone. Yeah, and you know, you and I have had this conversation about niching. And, and, and that's, you know, stay in, for some reason, you know, you need to stay in your lane. 
so there's all this peripheral products around what you do as your products and service you'll never if you can be honest with yourself you're never going to get them all done you will never develop these products and to be honest why would you you know we we actually did it so we we were um i launched about eight years ago a wordpress plugin for calculators we built a whole range of calculators for the finance insurance space we let it lax we sold we sold a lot of them when it first came out and then recently i've thought oh we'll, re we'll recreate it because when they moved to gutenberg it dropped all the javascript and it just broke and it was just oh god i can't be bothered to redo it at the moment so then i've reinvested in it we we've got a team of developers that were working on it and then all of a sudden someone comes out with a plugin that does everything that we want to do plus a hundred things more so what do we do we stop we stop the project so now i send people to them because they're going to deliver what my clients need 10 times better than we will. I haven't got the headache of development. I haven't got the support headache anymore. And now we just send them to them. So, you know, there's a whole range of things that people can do. Um, and and just, just by partnering with people. And that's the thing. You get known for, okay, how can I do this? And you say, well, actually, the, these, are the, these are the steps you need and here's the software that you need. And yes, we're going to be ethical about it. Here's the affiliate links where I'm going to earn a commission if you buy through my link. Nothing wrong with that because I'm just giving you free advice, in effect. So what's the problem? But we see it all the time, all the time. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to have to write a lot more stuff around mindset. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like it because it's a huge shift for people, I think, still. As basic as it's that. At the moment, especially, yeah, it's all the scarcity mindset, especially at the moment where everyone's trapped indoors. Yeah, well, I think it's just because um, it's. I'm not sure what it is. It just seems. I think it's because we're so used to it, and it's something we see in our everyday digital world. But in the you know, in those that are still new to this or still unfamiliar unfamiliar with this. Is still something they can't get their head around. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the other problem is, is everyone's distracted. Everyone needs a distraction at the moment, so everyone's sitting on Facebook. And the problem with Facebook is, is that it will serve you a million different ways of doing stuff. You're going to see all these gurus popping up, and and you're going to see all these products, and you're going to get your head turned by all this stuff. And the problem is, if you don't have your vision in front of you every day, you're going to fall down these rabbit holes. And then before you know it, you're doing stuff that you never thought you was going to do. You've invested money that you never thought you was going to invest doing stuff you never thought you was going to do, and it's never going to work. And that's the biggest problem for people is that they they have this thought that action is the right thing, but it's not right action is the right thing. So you know, I think social media has been great because it's allowed people to talk to each other and communicate and share ideas and all that kind of stuff. But at the moment, it, it, for business owners especially, it's bad because you get bombarded with all this stuff that you've got no way right now of, of knowing whether it's the right thing for you unless you've got a really strong vision. If you've got your vision, that's fine. You can look at these things and go, well, it doesn't align with my, my vision, so I'm not doing it. Hi, Dad. Boom. Whereas at the moment we're seeing it, you know, we're seeing it in groups. We're saying, you know, oh, I invested in this and it hasn't worked or I've spoken to this person and, you know, I've invested a lot of money and it's not worked. And you just, you've, your heart feels with these people. But 
again, it, it sort of comes down to a lot of mindset stuff and actually just making sure you've got your vision. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to take people? How are they going to get there? And, and how can we all make some money along the way? Probably is. And how did you develop your mindset uh, throughout the years? To be honest, it's just it's just it, it's just happened. So there's lots of um, as you can, well, you, no one can see. You know, I've got I'm, I'm wearing a martial arts shirt. Um, so a lot of it's come from that. So there's a lot of stuff around mindset and stuff around the martial arts, which I've tried to take into into business. And it's worked. Sometimes it works quite well. Other times it doesn't work at all. But you know. You have to you have to test these things, and those just come from experience. You know, we 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 see digital agencies at the moment that have been running for like six months, and you know they're running around like headless chickens. They're flapping. They're they're doing all these different things, um, and you know when my first digital experience or when we first set up the agency, so two thousand three, uh, when we set up, we had the first big, you know, just recovering from the first internet bubble popping with boo.com um and then we had 2000 the 2007 2008 we lost five of our biggest clients overnight because we had the the, the first financial crisis in my lifetime um and, and now we're going through something similar so mindset develops when you realize that these things will pass and and sometimes you need to take stock and yes you can you can have lots of problems yes you can be stressed yes you can have responsibility for other people and other things but the thing is is to try and stay right in your own head take time out that you need to you know go for your walk clear your head remember the vision because at the end of the day if you forget that that's the thing that keeps you grounded with with all the stuff going on in the world your vision for your business and what you want from it and why you're doing stuff is vitally important because that not just because that's where you're going, that's what's going to anchor you when all this stuff's going on around you. So, you know, mindset's great. Martial arts is great if you find the right one um, for mindset. Some of it's a bit meh. Um, swordsmanship's quite good. Um, I like swords. Um, so, you know, there's, there's all that kind of thing. And just keep learning. Just, you know, I probably try and read a book a week. I'm probably reading more than that. I'll probably read one business book a week um, and, and just try and get two or three little snippets from it. You know, I tend not to read biographies. Um, I tend to prefer sort of tactic and strategy books because I look at it and then I can think, what can I apply? Whereas reading something like Richard Branson's book, I can't apply anything because it's just like, wow, how the hell do I do all that? Whereas something says, you know, or if you put content in this or you build a funnel like that or whatever, you can go, oh, okay, I can do that. So, yeah, it's uh, slight, slightly different. So the thing is, a mindset's never going to be fixed because with the best one in the world, your mindset can change every five minutes. Mm -hmm. the phone goes you get that horrible email from a client that's just binned you off all kinds of stuff can mess with your mindset and you just need to find a, a process to just reset yourself and just go away come back five minutes later and go right that's it we've had that let's move on people struggle with that because they don't they can't there's no there's no courses for it you don't learn mindset in school you get no like we don't get financial education in school we don't get any kind of mindset training at all we have to make this stuff up as we go along 
And unfortunately, some people attach themselves to people that haven't got a clue <laughs> and pay them lots of money. But, oh, yes. Um, I, I laugh at this because I, I was in the same position. <laughs> I, I was never taught with this stuff, so that's why I would pay money to learn from others, right? I feel like they had the wood answers. That's what okay. it seemed like. I suppose that's a, that's a that's an area a lot of people are going to be struggling with nowadays as well, even more so because they're lost and stuck still. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing, and, and there's lots of these there's lots of people around that you can go and align yourself to these days, which is fine. You know, I, I, I think you probably want to look around, see what's out there, and and do their free stuff. And then see if that resonates with you and then move up. You know, don't be jumping in with both feet thinking, you know, these guys are the Messiah and they're going to, you know, turn my business around and everything else. Because the problem with mindset is at the end of the day, you can't outsource it. You're the one who has to apply it. And if you're not going to apply it, then it doesn't matter how much money you spend on it. You're never going to move anywhere. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, that's why accountability groups are so fantastic at the moment. For people, and that's why they're delivering results because people are now standing up and saying, "Yeah, I need to be accountable." How do I do that? Oh, I join a group and we sit on a Zoom and we just all get work done. It's amazing how something that silly actually really helps people. But it's taking so, responsibility yeah, be, to be careful who. Yeah, exactly right. That's all it is. And again. As a leader, here we go, tie it back to your podcast, you know, 80% of leadership is taking responsibility, rightly or wrongly. I take responsibility for stuff that isn't my fault. Why? Because at, at some point it moves the conversation on. You know, client rings you up, well, 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 whinge, whinge, whinge. Oh, sorry about that. That was my fault. Oh. Okay, they need they need needed someone to take the blame. Then you move on. Then you figure out why what went wrong, and then you figure, you realise it had nothing to do with you. But by that point, it doesn't matter. You know, so leadership's quite quite an interesting little topic. It's not just about SEAL Team Six and, and being a Royal Marine or a you know some kind of special forces dude because that's all you see with leadership these days. It's all these. Gung ho testosterone filled blokes. Well, good luck to them. It's, it's great, but leadership's a bit more than that. That's just the extreme, I think, of it. Well, you got those that talk about. Think, you, know. you got those that talk about the extreme leadership, like taking hundred and ten percent responsibility for everything, right? And all those. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is great, but you know the whole point of. Of science is you can't have 110% of anything. You can only have 100%. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, and, and uh, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I follow some of these guys on, on Instagram and Facebook and um, listen to their podcasts and things, and it's interesting stuff. But I think if you think that's leadership, then you're in for a shock when you, when you rock up with your team of five people and you're trying to motivate them to get stuff done. You know, you're not going to get in a helicopter and fly off somewhere and, and, and try and capture somebody. At the end of the day, you know, what if you 
got to do, or you just got to get your warehouse staff to tidy up the warehouse. You know, you, you, you don't need special forces to sort that out for you. So it's not as sexy as people think leadership, but it's a necessary evil, you know, because inherently people want to be led. Safety in numbers. You've only, you've only got to look at history. Why we have civilization as we have it is because people banded together. Once they started banding together, they looked for people to lead, for, for them to be led. That's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing when, when you've got people that don't know what they're doing or take advantage. That's the big problem. And for those that want to find out more about you, where can they go? Um, right now, so we've got two two sites. If they go to the agency, they're, they're going to get lost. So I tend to say, connect me on Facebook. Um, there's two Jason Hewlots on Facebook. One's an Indian SEO scammer. Um, it's a picture of Tom Cruise, so it's not me. Um, or find or, or go to um, affiliatedojo.co.uk, um, which is where all our sort of affiliate referral partnership marketing stuff is being built out at the moment. Um, there's quite a lot of stuff on there already for people, so um, that should give them enough. So um, yeah, I'm active on I'm quite active on Facebook and LinkedIn because obviously with the agency stuff, we do a lot of work there. So um, yeah, they can get me there. Awesome. Thank you very much, Jason, for your time. That's all right. No problems at all. It's probably just about the right time because my battery's just said 2% left on my phone. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you for listening to the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership. I hope you found this interview insightful and useful. Please remember to subscribe and review the podcast and if you have found it useful, please feel free to send it and share it to your network as I will be very appreciative that it will spread and help out more people in the world. If you would like more information or the show notes and resources that I will be providing you, then please go to www.johnopoon.com, go to the blog and find the podcast section. Step up, show up and stay up. Take care.